0: I can teach you how to bewitch the mind and ensnare the senses. I can tell you how to bottle fame, brew
1: glory, and even put a stopper in death. Welcome to Snape Chat, the voice of the Snape Dome. The podcast where we discuss all things Snape, always. Join us as we dive into the world of the bravest man we ever knew in art, fanfic, meta, and more. Obviously. This is Snape Centric with episode 34. The topic for this supersized program is Snape and Lupin, or Snoopin. I am joined by artists Safe Place Snoopin, authors Nocturne, Gertrude Crow, and regulars Megs and Maso, for an amazing discussion. Enjoy the show. This is Snape-centric. Returning with us are Nocturne. Hi there. Masao. Hello. And Megs. Hello. And we have some new guests here. Gertrude. uh, Gertrude Crow. Hiya. And Safe Place Snoopin. Hello. Glad to have everyone here. We're going to talk about Snape and Lupin, also known as Snoopin. Okay, why don't we go ahead and... Talk about why people like Lupin. Go ahead
2: with uh, Safe Place Snoopin. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, like, ever since I was a kid, I really was drawn to Lupin. And he was the one who, like, introduced me to the Snoopin pairing. But mostly what I liked about him as a kid was that he just was kind of like a a soft character that I really related to because he was, you know, like a quieter kind of and then as I got older, I realized he has a lot more going on than just that. <laughs> and I think that he's like a really compelling character for that. You know, he's like very, he has a lot of hidden qualities that, you know, some some good, some bad. But I think that's what makes him interesting. And Gertrude?
3: Well, I kind of, in opposition to that, I kind of had a bit of a up and down relationship with Remus Lupin. I, I liked him when I first encountered him. And then having you know, read the entire series and and going back, I decided I really didn't like him for a while (laughs) Uh, because primarily, like, I'm a Snape fan and, you know, they have a bit of a difficult relationship at times. And, uh, yeah, some of those sort of, you know, less cuddly (laughs) uh, parts of, of Remus, yeah, I kind of really didn't like him for a while. And then I came back around to him in the end (laughs) and started to enjoy him as that complex character.
1: And Nocturne?
4: Yeah, I kind of agree with actually both of you. I really liked him at first when I read the series when I was a kid. And then coming back around as an adult, I started to see all of the ways that He really isn't necessarily an entirely good person, and he makes some questionable decisions. And I really love morally great characters, and I would put him in that category, kind of depending on how you want to go. He doesn't always act in the best interest of the students at the castle in book three. Um, He's got some secrets, and I really like that aspect of him because he's very unassuming and kind of flies under the radar, um, and especially when you're reading from the perspective of Harry, who's a child who kind of looks up to him, he kind of brushes those things aside. And you don't always really see all of the questionable decisions he's made. So I kind of like coming back to that and finding all those places where he does have some character flaws. And it's kind of fun to explore those. Yeah, definitely.
1: massive
5: So I started reading the books like at 19 and a fair few had already come out by that time so i think i read like the first four in pretty rapid succession like you know within a week or two and right from the bat i loved snape like he was my favorite character and when remus comes in and they have this i don't know kind of acrimonious energy it just, it immediately felt like, oh, there's romantic tension. There's something, there's history here. They're, they're like bitter exes or like there's unresolved tension or something like that. So, where I was in my mind, I, I loved that. And then as he, as, as Lupin gets more kind of, you know, problematic and complex, I just got really intrigued. <laughs> like they just, you know, they seem like such a together, like kind of, uh, kind of problematic couple in a way, and I I love it. All right. And Megs?
6: So the difference between starting at 19 versus when you're 11. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I was definitely among the, like, you know, a lot of people will say that Prisoner of Azkaban is their favorite book. That's probably the highest probability for a lot of people. And it definitely used to be for a long time. It was definitely one of my favorites. The fact that we finally got a defense teacher that – appeared to be competent, was like, you know, a big thing. And I did, I loved him from the aspect of being someone who we find another person from Harry's past that we don't know anything about. And yet, why is he coming forward now is just really interesting how like, where had he been all that time? It's just fun to speculate, like, where did where did he come from? What has he been doing? Because he was obviously, like, in, you know, ratty clothes and stuff like that. And just the life that he led, especially once we discover he's a werewolf. And so I just, I love him kind of in the same way that I love Severus or other, I guess, characters that came from childhood trauma. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So it's like, that's where it's easy for me to get into Snoop and from that aspect of thinking of two flawed, broken people for different reasons from different backgrounds that can kind of see the trauma and scars in one another that, you know, can can either be there for each other or things like that. And But I definitely do really like Remus. Of course, you know, we can get into how the whole time even though he maybe wasn't a part of the you know like bullying of severus directly he was a prefect and didn't stop anything from happening so it's like okay dude like so but i still he's still one of my favorite characters for sure okay
1: the next thing i want to talk about are some of snape and lupin's interactions in canon first i'd like to talk about Lupin's place in the Marauders, which was the group of James, Sirius, Peter, and Lupin.
3: Yeah, I think that's quite an interesting dynamic, that whole group. And sort of, again, sort of at first, you're sort of through Harry introduced to that group as being like, oh, his dad and his dad's friends and they're all fun and isn't it great and then gradually you see a different side to that friendship and personally I kind of see the marauders group as like almost quite a toxic friendship group in terms of you know sort of egging each other on there's an aspect of it that's just like fun and joking and pranks and getting up to fun stuff that teenagers do at boarding school. But there's like a darker side to that as well, where they're bullying other students and things like that, and are also not always that nice to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, with Remus, he's sort of really keen and eager to make friends and to be accepted, having kind of not sure if this is canon or fanon but there's this sort of idea that when he was a kid he didn't really interact with other children very much and i think it's canon that he he nearly didn't go to hogwarts Mm -hmm. so for him to sort Mm -hmm. of meet these people and to be accepted i feel like there's a kind of he has an attachment to them that perhaps isn't 100 percent healthy Mm
6: -hmm.
5: i totally agree with that and when I'm, like, reading Snoopin, or if I'm, like, thinking about writing, which I should do more of. And caveat, I actually really like Wolfstar as a ship. Like, I'll read it especially as, like, a side ship in Snary. So, like, I'm definitely not trying to be like, well, this ship is better than just this ship. But when I'm reading Snoopin, I like the sort of the dynamic of Remus's realizing that his relationship with the Marauders is maybe, like, toxic and codependent. And like kind of detaching from that as a way to sort of move towards a relationship with Snape where he's treating him better. Like that's that's really like a kind of a story dynamic that I really enjoy.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. And also, even if it's like not necessarily canon, I think that it is a little more like true to life. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's very rare to go through your entire life with like the exact same friends you had when you were 10. So Mm -hmm. to see (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, to see like Remus and other characters as well, of course, kind of like develop better and really like grow as characters. I think that's a nice niche for Snoopin because it does tend to gear towards more like character development that way definitely yeah.
4: yeah i also think that snooping kind of exposes how much of a transactional component there is to remus's friendship with the marauders mm. just that you know he they may view their friendship differently like for james and sirius it may just be that yeah, that's our friend. You know, we help him out on full moons, whatever. But for Remus, it's um, definitely a lot more high risk and high stakes. Like he can't risk the friendship because if anything comes out about him being a werewolf, then that's kind of the end of the line for him. So there's just more of a feeling of obligation there. So it's kind of nice to see with Snoop in that he has the ability to have some agency in choosing his relationship on the side with Snape, which is just kind of a nice shift in dynamic and yeah i i also read wolf star and that was my first ship that got me into fan fiction so <laughs> oh, wow. definitely no shade to that ship
5: <laughs> exactly yeah i mean and like as a snary fan especially in the early days of snary like wolf star was almost a given and like i have no hate towards that ship and all respect to Wolfstar star shippers <laughs> okay
1: so yeah then we get into the prank where Serious kind of entices Snape to go into the tunnel leading to the Shrieking Shack where Lupin is a transformed werewolf. Yeah, that's kind of a, I don't know.
3: Yeah, so that's a big sort of major thing in Snape and Lupin's relationship as in, you know, in the wider sense. It's, it's a very, very... <laughs> poignant moment in both of their lives both separately and and together and actually this I mean we're going to talk a little bit I think about the fix and tropes and stuff later Mm -hmm. but there's not a huge amount of fix that kind of focus on that aspect actually as kind of their main starting point but it's yeah it's definitely it comes in it's comes into their relationship it can't not come into their relationship because it's had such a big impact on both of their lives in different ways obviously for each of them but um but yeah for 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 Lupin as well it's really quite a sort of tragic moment you know we're just talking about his friendship with the marauders and for his or one of his best friends to kind of betray him like that is huge and quite tragic for him and I don't think that's really explored in canon you know rumor seems to just forgive Sirius oh by the way and he forgave him and they're fine now <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: to me I think of the prank as the perfect tool in like fan fiction and things like that to either prize it because I don't, I haven't read a lot of Snoopin', so it's surprising that that's not tied in more just because I've always been someone who loves taking little nuggets of canon and making that Like manipulating them in a way that gives them a different meaning or point of view or things like that. So it's like I, I definitely, it, either in like other ships or, or things like that, because I'll just write around Snape in general, but the idea that Remus is just completely ignorant to the fact that this is happening and it's kind of like a, you know, Sirius just got upset about something or just really wanted to get back at Severus for whatever reason. And he was like, wasn't even aware that it was something that was going to happen until afterwards and either say they were in a relationship beforehand and then, you know, Snape feels betrayed by what happened or something like that. It's really interesting to play around with that sort of stuff. But yeah, so it's easy to kind of figure out a way to be like, oh, well, you know, Lupin didn't know. So (laughs) versus (laughs) part of the whole thing. So it's uh yeah yeah that that
3: aspect of I've seen that a few times where Snape can't accept that Lupin didn't know anything about it and yes I think you mentioned like they might have been just starting to get together Snape and Lupin or you know and then this happens and it kind of rips them apart again that's quite an, an interesting line to follow Our boy is filled with trauma. I mean, every
1: little thing is just going to make
6: him go sus. Like, it's just not, you know.
1: Yeah. Does anybody think that Lupin would have a fear at this point of Snape outing him? Or, you know, revealing that he's a werewolf? I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah.
5: My sense is that maybe he would kind of feel like, you know, he would deserve it. And then when Mm -hmm. Snape doesn't, Mm -hmm. he's kind of like feeling mm-hmm. even more bad about it like that's that's kind of my vibe
2: yeah, yeah i definitely think that he's kind of got like that mega guilty conscience yeah going on and that thought of like oh well i'll, I'll I, I will deserve it if this happens to me like is kind of strong i think with remus as a character so i definitely would agree with that yeah. Yeah. We, yeah,
6: we see it firsthand in, you know, in the third book, like at the end, like he doesn't fight it when it's like, oh, Snape told everybody, so I guess I'm done, you know? <laughs> like it was... Yeah. Yeah, and I I made a note actually about that. So, uh-huh. Well,
3: adjacent to that is this would Lupin, again, I've seen in a couple of fanfics, Lupin trying to go and apologize to Snape mm-hmm. after the prank. Mm hmm. Um mm-hmm. and, and how Snape reacts to that usually not not too well, at least at first. <laughs> gravel yes, Gravel.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so, the is
3: pretty good, at a bit of groveling and stuff. So yeah, sometimes you can wear him down, you see, and then that, yeah. that can actually be the start of their relationship then.
5: Mm-hmm. After rather than before. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
6: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could also be a turning point for Remus where he's like, oh, my friends aren't really out for my best interest. Like, you know, we were doing things to try and keep me safe and away from other people. But this is them actually bringing an external someone into his very vulnerable state. So I could see Mm. him feeling the betrayal, you know, so that's definitely. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Now I need stories like that. I think, you know, (laughs) like.
5: You know, this is fan fiction. There's there's so many different ways that you can look at it. And I think that, you know, to make a comparison, when people are like, you know, it's a kid's book. You can't say that Harry's abused. Like, Like, I think that with this, there are multiple ways you can look at it. And, you know, especially for the sake of, like, whatever narrative you're trying to tell with the fan fiction that you're writing. And I think that one is... This is traumatic for Remus. Remus is realizing like that one of his best friends wanted to use him as a murder weapon without his knowledge or consent and I think that in a way this can become like a shared trauma that eventually Snape and Remus actually kind of bond over that they realize that they were both like victimized by this, you know, same and that could be fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think about that a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs>
6: When I'm making breakfast, when I'm
0: walking
1: the dog, <laughs> some of you have mentioned Wolfstar, and I'm not really a, a fan of that. But which doesn't matter. The the <laughs> one thing I was thinking was that the prank seems like it would be a really difficult thing for Lupin and Sirius to overcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: I think you know. I can't speak for everybody who likes Wolfstar, but I like Wolfstar because they're toxic mm-hmm. and codependence. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> yeah, I do like the stories that address that um, where there's a little bit more conflict. I think it's handled well in, in some things. I I haven't read much recently, so I can't name anything specifically, but I do remember there have been a few. And I like that it adds to the dynamic, it creates this conflict that they have to work through, almost kind of similar to Snoopin, if it's handled well. I think there's some stories that do it really well. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of on that
3: note, like, I think I'm not a Wolfstar fan, particularly. And I think it's that sort of level of angst and toxicity, similarly with Snurius or Snack, however you want to call it, that... I kind of like it, but also I can't quite handle like the really <laughs> angsty, <laughs> high angst stuff. And and snooping just, there is some really angsty snooping, but also there's just that little softness to it as well. I mean, we'll talk about hair comfort and stuff later, but it's just, it's not quite as... Devastating,
5: I agree. Most of it, yeah. I agree. Although, I yeah. will say, as somebody who likes both Snoopin' and Wolfstar, the three of them together love that, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that. Yes.
2: Give me some snacking all day, like that's, good <laughs> yeah. that's the best it's a snack. great name as
3: well, yeah. <laughs> really
0: <laughs>
1: snacking,
0: <There you>
1: <laughs> okay. Next in their timeline is Snape's Worst Memory where I can't remember, is it James or, or Sirius? Well, they both kind of attack him, and he ends up upside down.
3: Yeah,
6: I think it's it's sort of mostly James that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when Snape fights, like, kind of starts fighting back or, or says something, and then that's when, what is it, then Sirius retaliates, I think, because he says something back. I think it starts
3: because, like, they're bored after their exam. Yeah, And mm-hmm. uh and James sort of either to show off or like is just wants to have some fun with Sirius or whatever he's like oh look there's Snape let's let's go and hassle him that'll be fun Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and Remus in the meantime
2: is oh I don't know what the word is
3: he's sort of hanging back a little bit isn't
2: he yeah Mm -hmm. right like usually like on the on the sidelines or you know Mm. like not like exactly in the picture but still there
5: he doesn't want to participate but he doesn't want to stop it either Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. or he doesn't have like the courage to stop it at least
3: yeah like similarly to everything we were saying earlier really about their relationship but i i do wonder like is he like that because it's after the prank and before then maybe he got more involved uh, you know we'll never know canonically
1: mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: but that also gives a lot of room for you know when you're writing you can endless possibilities
1: mm. yeah I, I always I don't know because he actually has the authority to stop it mm-hmm. mm. but he's so busy reading his book and pretending not to notice yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, pretending uh, so not good. to know. It's just so
3: good. <laughs> Remus is kind of very good at sort of hiding from things. And I think that's one of the things that I love and hate about him because I think I relate to it a little bit, like it's easier just to not get involved and to not stand up, isn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And also I think I mean, obviously, this is just, like, speculation, but, like, it could also have to do with, you know, like, a little bit of feeling like he owes the other Marauders for, like, you know, accepting him uh, Mm -hmm, when they found out what he was, and I think he probably has, like, a very intense fear that, like, nobody else would do that for him, Mm
0: -hmm. so he
2: kind of just, like, well, this is kind of my lot in life, and I don't like it when they do that, but... I'm not going to say anything because like, this is what it is. Yeah. Mm. When you share a dorm room with these guys, you know,
6: like think of it, like if anything were to go wrong, how awful that would be throughout your Hogwarts career. of literally Um, not being like sharing proximity with, you know, people that you were used to be friends with and then things went wrong. So there's definitely a lot of factors that, At play there. Mm -hmm. Well, the
5: most, the most sinister like possibility is Remus thinking like well if I do anything to impede them they could destroy my life
2: yeah yeah, yeah right. I don't remember what fic I read that was literally that where like Ooh. James and Sirius are portrayed as like these guys who are like if you don't do this with us and like hurt Snape then you know we'll tell everybody what you are and like totally ruin you mm-hmm. like that was a very interesting oh. like setup I, I don't think that. it necessarily Damn. is rooted in a lot of canon <laughs> but like it was really good I wish I could remember the name of that one I mean that's certainly like one reading of
3: it. Obviously, you know we don't know a huge amount about the Marauders era, so yeah, I can see you could, you could justify, you know, your that theory. Yeah, just by the fact that they are that kind of uh, the popular bullies sort of thing. Yeah, I can, I can sort of, I can, I can see that being
2: believable.
5: And I think that's the joy of fan fiction. It's just like even even if you even if that wasn't your theory, if that's just like a dynamic that you think is fun to explore, mm. you can do it
1: mm. for sure. Yeah. Fast forward to the nineties. <laughs> um, yeah. Who knows if they had any interactions in between? But uh, nineteen ninety three, and Snape and Lupin are at the head table. With Snape looking at Lupin with loathing.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And maybe a little bit of longing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I we mean it,
3: <laughs> as as we often say in the Snape fandom, you know, it's Harry's interpretation, isn't it, that uh-huh. we're reading. Yep. So somebody else might see that look as something very different. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't um,
6: call me back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs>
5: How dare he
6: sit there and pretend like we had nothing. Um,
5: (laughs) We don't know what happened in the 80s exactly. Uh
3: Yeah, that's a really, really fun thing to play around with, I think.
2: Okay, I know this is like, you know, we don't know what happened in the 80s and we're trying to move on to the 90s here. But like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) At the end of everything, like, these two characters have both lost, like, literally their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's such a good Mm -hmm. reason for them to, like, at least start to kind of, like, try and find each other's company there, you know? So, but I will not go that into that rabbit hole because I could talk about that (laughs) for forever. So, So, (laughs) I'm with you there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of fics that sort of explore that, aren't there? I can't remember the names of any of them.
5: There's even one where Remus and Snape get together and sort of kidnap slash adopt Harry. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a few
3: of those. Yeah, Yeah. I love that.
5: I mean, regardless of time period, whether it's in the 80s or 90s, uh, Snoopin adopting Harry. Perfect, perfect dynamic. Love it. Absolutely.
3: That That's kind of what got me into snooping, actually. I came from the Severitis side mm-hmm. of things and then came uh... across, I think, probably, like, that awful boy. and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, and then started to get into other snooping things. But yeah, it's kind of a match made in heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Harry getting parents and, like... Yeah oh, his dad is Remus and his mom is Snape.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they they have that mom and dad kind of dynamic. Like, I always sort of say, Snape's a little bit like Molly, which might sound a bit weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You
5: are right, you're correct. I love it. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I've never thought about that, but absolutely. (laughs) And then Remus is a little bit like Arthur, as in he's like, That kind of dad who's like, wants to be friends with the kids and will let them get away with stuff.
5: (laughs) You're so right. You're so correct. I remember, like, I was was doing a thing where I was, like, drawing some of the, like, screen caps from the movies. It it was really fun. It was the scene where, in Prisoner of Azkaban, where Harry kind of stumbles into this weird tension uh, between (laughs) Remus and Snape in the middle of the night and like i think i titled it like when i posted it it was like oh it's it's like when you walk in on your parents having an (laughs) argument or whatever and like i guess that resonated with people but that's the energy
6: (laughs) yeah
4: definitely
6: now i'm just picturing snape having told harry he can't call him mom at school but then accidentally (laughs) does yes yes. Good. <laughs> oh.
3: There's actually a fun little cartoon I came across, not quite the same as that, but it's where Snape and Lupin are in a class, I think, and um, teaching together, and um, uh, okay. Snape accidentally calls Remus daddy. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh.
5: <laughs> and he hides under the table. He's just like, yeah, I
0: love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, yeah. I- is that one of yours? Uh safe place snooping? Uh no I, no okay no I think I did we, we, link uh,
3: it in the Google Doc
1: yes yes I I I know I just saw it like last night
5: <laughs> like that one's funny but it also like it unlocked something in my brain <laughs> uh, just the thought of like Snape casually calling Remus daddy ooh, that's good
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay you have to write a pic uh-huh. on that now yes that's your challenge <laughs> yeah
1: uh-huh. and then the next is the a- big scene where there's a boggart Mm -hmm. and Lupin kind of talks Neville and how to deal with it Mm -hmm. by picturing well okay um they determine that Snape is his boggart at least at that time and he's like oh picture him in your granny's clothes (laughs) and and he will be forced into this dress and everything it's it's kind of I don't know it's It's really passive aggressive. Mm,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: That's exactly yeah. How I how I I sort of that was one of the things, like I said earlier, that on rereading when you know sort of the full story, you come back and you go, Oh, actually that's not quite as fun as it seemed the (laughs) first time around. (laughs) Right. Yes, for sure. Passive aggressive and undermining of your uh-huh. colleague who you've like you've only just started this job like a couple of weeks ago and you're already humiliating
2: your colleague like that right, <laughs> right. and he's making your potions so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I
5: yeah. like to think i like to think snape pulled it off though i think he probably looked great oh yeah, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. oh
2: yeah for sure. <laughs> and
6: then that, that's like, maybe okay oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, so maybe they are together. Yeah, and they're it's already together. He's yeah. it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like Lupin's into it. Yeah, like yes. He loves <laughs> when they do the cross-dressing thing or role-playing. And so for him, he's like, you know what would be funny to kids? But something that I'm really going to have fun with in a different
2: way. How about we do that? I like it when you're angry at me. Here we go. Yeah, yeah exactly.
5: Oh. Yeah. yeah that Remus well. Remus has a kink for getting yelled at. Obviously, yeah. oh, right. Uh, Meanwhile,
6: Snape is literally waiting his office with the like cup of wolfsbane, just like waiting for him to be done. Impatiently looks out there, and he's like, "Oh my god, he did not just do that." <laughs>
3: I yeah I did so I made a joke of that in a, a completely different fic like a Snape Snape OC fic, um, but just so Snape's partner says to says to Remus like oh if you wanted to see my husband in a skirt you only needed to ask.
5: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> there was actually a Dojin artist Omega Two D. Who made like a lot of Harry Potter dojin? I think like in the early like two thousands, and I I'm pretty sure I can I have it. So I'll, I'll check after this. But the Boggart scene, like Remus actually convinces Neville to like imagine him in lingerie instead.
6: <laughs> Amazing! Oh, <that's> <laughs> Amazing!
0: Yeah, let's see that.
4: <laughs> there is actually a fan fiction story where it becomes like this sort of bratty gesture. And there's some like BDSM dynamics going on. And then later, Snape gets him back. I'll have to link it later. But I think it was handled really well. And yeah, it was one of those situations where they were sort of just starting to get together and Snape sort of like tried to ghost Remus and then he sort of pulled this off as just sort of like a plea for attention and, uh, and then Snape gets him back. So
1: oh, I, I definitely nice. enjoyed
4: that. And definitely. Yeah, sounds that sounds good. Fight,
0: uh-huh.
4: um, where, yeah, I think it's just like a sort of, like people have said, a passive aggressive way to pick a fight. Mm, um, yeah. And,
1: like and then, yes, also at the same time, uh, Snape is brewing Lupin's wolf bane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and we we do have a scene of him taking it to him. And Snape seems like he will not turn his back on Lupin
5: until he takes it.
1: Is it until he takes it or or is
5: oh, 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 he won't t- I see what you're saying. He won't like he doesn't trust him, so he won't turn his back on him. yeah,
1: yeah. i I guess it could be either e- read either way though, really
3: yeah there's again
4: different interpretations of, of that scene i feel like that's basically just fodder for like power dynamics in fic mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely but yeah from a more serious standpoint i think it's You can explain it by just the fact that um, he was almost attacked with the prank. And so he has some residual trauma. I think that's probably a good motivation for him to continue brewing it. um, Just to ensure that nothing like that happens again. I think he feels, Snape feels probably some level of responsibility, especially knowing that he has the ability to, to make this potion. And so, um, and he's the only one that can do it.
5: Right. I was saying one of my favorite uh, headcanons, because he didn't invent Wolfsbane like there, some other person did. But like I, I like to believe that, especially during that year, that out of kind of like a trauma-based response, that Snape kind of perfected or improved the Wolfsbane potions, mm. or potion, because like, oh, I have to live with this person who I had this traumatic experience with. I'm going to focus that energy into obsessively improving this potion so I can sort of protect myself
6: because he'll find flaws in uh, everything right so, uh, <laughs>
5: he didn't yeah. make it so there's obviously room for improvement
6: exactly right. mm-hmm. yeah that definitely yeah. that
3: professional uh, can't think of the word but yeah he's uh, he, will do, he will do everything to perfection even if it wasn't like personally important to him mm-hmm,
6: mm-hmm yeah like a compulsion just to be like he just has to he has to do
3: it the best (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh
1: okay and then later on they end up back at the shrieking shack with a standoff with sirius
6: It just makes me think of the gif with the three Spider-Men where everyone's like pointing (laughs) at each other and it's just like wands (laughs) going around in different directions like you, no you, no you. Yes. Uh (laughs) Yeah, bit of a Mexican
3: standoff. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, that's it. I mean, just as Snape on his own, you know, again, in the Snape fandom, we talk a lot about how traumatic that moment must be for him and how triggering
0: Mm -hmm. Yes,
3: and hence you know he really does we see him really kind of lose it particularly in the books he kind of yeah pretty much has a mental breakdown
5: i think yeah i think this this moment as well as like the pensive moment like i feel like you can really see that snape's trauma is being triggered and like he's kind of losing control out of a sense of panic
2: Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm.
1: it's yeah so interesting he's probably bringing energy from the prank into it Mm -hmm. and his his loathing for serious and yeah
5: well and if you know this is a fic or whatever and remus and snape have kind of been starting a relationship like this could be a point of either major betrayal or Sirius shows up and now this is where snape sees like well where where is his loyalty now Mm -hmm. is it with me or is it with him
6: i was just gonna say that because i was i was thinking like maybe it was a point in time where obviously like they're working together and and uh remus is trying really hard to make amends and severus begrudgingly starts to fall for his charms and things like that. But then there's something in the back of his mind, of course, which, you know, with everything going on with Sirius's appearances and attacks in the castle and blah, 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 and all that stuff that he's like, probably always asking him, he's like, are you sure you don't know anything? And he's like, no, Mm. like, genuinely, I have no idea what's going on. And but he's gonna constantly question it because he can't believe that he's actually more important than him protecting his friend like that's mm. part of the trauma talking mm. mm-hmm. so when he quote unquote catches him in the act like one does immediately it just like erases all progress that was made
0: yeah which is great
6: exactly. for angst exactly. and fic and stuff like that and i just i love it so then but now i need to see how how it gets fixed <laughs> and make it <get> back together <laughs>
5: It's almost <laughs> like he walks in on him cheating.
6: Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. I love, love it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like emotional infidelity uh-huh. in a different yeah. way of like him obviously ha- having more even if it's just like brotherly love for Sirius and Sirius is someone who, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. I know that Snape-centric is like not about the Marauders, but I have so much fun with Snape in there, like a salad. It is so great. I'm right there with you. Masao and I are just like, hell yeah, just like raining
3: Marauders. There's a really dramatic part of a fic that that focuses on that moment. I think it's in "You Will Not Kiss Me," but my memory's not great. I might have confused that. I think it's in that fic where Snape literally does have a mental break. Like, I think there's been some other stuff going on with like uh, his memories been manipulated and stuff like that. But it gets to that point, and he literally sort of has a, a mental break and I think he becomes quite violent sort of even more so than in canon and I think then he sort of like passes out or something and and has almost like a brain injury afterwards Yeah. Um, yeah so that's
2: that's quite interesting that one Mind, and break, mind kind- break. Mind break. Mind <laughs> break. Yeah. Yeah. Mind break. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so like there's the like whole serious aspect of it. Right. And like, you know, whose side is he on? But also like later when they're like outside of the Shrieking Shack and, you know, Lupin is turning into a werewolf. I feel like that kind of adds, like, a different dimension of trauma for, for Snape, mm. because, yes. like, he's confronting um, the yeah. monster again, like, for a second time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, a totally different type of trauma, too. So he kind of gets, like, like, double whammied there.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole year has been, he's, you know, been... Perhaps trying to sort of um talk himself out of like, oh history's not repeating itself, like trying to not be traumatized. And then it literally it is like history repeating itself at, at the mm-hmm. end there mm-hmm. for him.
5: And now Snape has to like make sure children don't get killed on top of everything else. <laughs> right.
6: Poor
5: fucking guy. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right.
6: <laughs> Pretty explicit podcasts.
5: Poor fucking. I mean, poor Snape that like Harry is constantly trying to die. And Snape is just like, come on. Yeah,
3: I love that sort of trait oh. of like Snape just being so done with Harry. <laughs> like, God damn it. Can you not just keep yourself alive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then we fast forward to Order of the Phoenix. I don't believe that they have a scene where they interact. However, it's being as they're both in the order and they're at um, 12 Grimald place, they must have interacted.
5: I think this is like a moment either, you know, in fan fiction for them to like have another chance to get together or like they have been together and they've been keeping it under wraps. And now it's like, well, we have to interact in front of people and they're going (laughs) to (laughs) notice.
3: Quite a fun, fun one. (laughs) Mm hmm
1: i'm just trying to think if there was something more i wanted to say about this i know i've read some where they've kind of been standing at the back of order meetings next to each other and pretending not to interact
3: yeah i've definitely read some things like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah those sort of looks across the table and and mm-hmm. hanging about mm-hmm. afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: One of them sneaks to the others like room. They're staying <laughs> <Yeah>. overnight.
1: <laughs> Sirius loses his <is> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: How serious uh-huh. deals with their relationship? in that context is endlessly amusing
6: <laughs> so the yes. reason that severus is always picking on sirius and uh, not being able to help and go out any or whatever is because remus and sirius have a history so of course yeah. he's got to give the ex-boyfriend oh. a hard time yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes. Exactly>.
5: uh-huh. <laughs> i feel like there was a Thick that i read from this and i wish this is one of these like lost fics where i'm just like it was so compelling to me and i can't find it where sirius and remus were in like this really toxic relationship like this weird dynamic that i was all for where sirius is actually heterosexual but he wants that control over remus who he Ooh. knows is attracted to him oh. so he'll like make out with him and do a little bit of foreplay but won't actually give him that satisfaction and then here's snape who's gay who can give him everything that he wants like he and is, yeah and like offers <laughs> him like i'll y- you can marry me and i'll give you a child
6: wow like he does you know
5: and so he's trying to seduce Remus away from Sirius, and Remus feels like, I want this, but what, like, Snape, really? Like, I'm sure he's got nefarious purposes, but what he realizes is that the relationship with Snape and Snape's intentions are way healthier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like I might have read that, but yeah, I'll see if I can find it.
5: Oh yeah. tag team,
3: find the fake, find the fake.
5: <laughs> it, it's one of those things that like lives in my head and like oh, I feel like oh off man, to Reddit, wish... let's go. <laughs> I, I wish I had thought of that idea because I love the idea of like Sirius keeping him in this relationship, even though he's not interested in him. And Snape being here, like, I can give you what you want, and, and <laughs> like actually it being very like good and wholesome for him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it's quite interesting to see how i think we kind of mentioned it earlier as well how snape can can actually be a healthier option for remus when you don't Mm, usually think of snape in that light Um, (laughs)
5: yeah Yeah. snape is the domestic goddess that remus wants
1: (laughs) that's good oh Megs, you just mentioned going to Reddit. Is that a good way to look up fic? Oh,
6: yes. So there's various Reddits as far as like for finding fic, be that um, like fanfic ones. But then there's also, yeah, I'll have to look up different ones. But yeah, but Reddit is usually really good, especially if you're trying to find some obscure things because just... Those random pers- people will just be like, oh, yeah, I think I kind of know or whatever. And it's like it's a good way to reach more people than just, you know, who you interact with me May- and maybe in discord or things like that. And, it you know, who knows? It might be six months from now, but then all of a sudden you'll have the fix.
5: <laughs> good oh. to know, because yeah. I know there's like a, a 70s school age snooping. That was really, really good, but it was being posted on fanfiction.net right around the time that everything got purged. Yeah.
6: Mm. Oh, yeah. That's the hard thing, too. I mean, obviously, thank goodness for archive of our own now trying to find and absorb works from various smaller pages but way back when there were so many just self-hosted small little places we who knows where we read whatever and whether it still exists out there i mean it's just crazy right Mm -hmm. yeah
3: yeah we've just lost i've forgotten the author's name now but like there was a massive snooping author who just recently removed all of their fix. oh oh,
1: yes snagatshira
3: Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They had
1: some great fits. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's that's what I've heard. Hmm. And then the next time we see them is at the Battle of the Seven Potters from Deathly Hallows.
3: Yeah, I just added that in there. It's obviously it's a very short moment, but but it's yeah. Obviously, Snape. We find out right at the end that Snape was trying to save. Remus from a Death Eater who was aiming at him. And Dumbledore was not very happy, apparently, with Snape because he could have blown his cover by doing that. Yeah, You know, you can read it as Snape being Snape and wanting to save as many people as he can. But it's also quite a good one to play into the snooping stuff and all that secret relationship stuff, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. why does he risk blowing his cover?
3: Because he's in love with Remus, obviously. I love yeah.
5: that.
2: <laughs> People he's, do dumb stuff for love, you know? He's
5: so in love, he can't. he's going to put his life on the line. <laughs> the,
2: the most canon of snooping moments right here. Yes.
5: <laughs> well, and I love that. I love that whenever they get together, there's going to come the inevitable point where... This becomes a matter of life and death for for Severus because of his, you know, spying business.
3: Yeah, and for both of them, there's a couple of fakes where maybe they're both off spying or one or the other gets injured in their line of work and and the other rescues them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really good ones like that.
1: Okay, so we've talked about things around the canon interactions. Now I want to go to similarities and differences. They do have some similarities in their backgrounds.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't really know. It's I think it's kind of fanon, isn't it, that Remus is, has a poor upbringing? I'm not sure about that. but Yeah.
0: Um,
5: yeah.
3: They definitely both have childhood trauma.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think Remus's father actually worked for the ministry, like, tracking down sort of, you know, not just, like, people like werewolves, but anyone who, you know, the ministry considers, like, a dark creature or something like that. Yeah. right. Right. Something that would actually, like, put him at odds, like, with his son becoming a werewolf. You would think that that would be like, explored a little bit more. I was actually really surprised to find that out when I was trying to write a Snoop and Fick for, like, an AU challenge. I don't think I knew that before looking that up.
3: Yeah, it's kind of, um, like, why Grayback attacks... And, and turns Remus is because.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: L- Lyle, I don't know if Lyle actually arrested him, but he argued for Greyback being kept in the ministry prison or whatever to face trial. But he was released. And then he was so mad at
2: Lyle Lupin, <laughs> he came and bit his son.
0: Right, yeah. exactly.
2: Oh. Wasn't it canon that like Lyle said, like Lyle called werewolves like soulless creatures or yeah, something like think so, that? Yeah. Which is yeah, what I think got so. like Grayback so mad at him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So you'd think that there must be some kind of difficult relationship between Remus and his father, you know, even if he does afterwards kind of change his opinion of werewolves because his son is one, but you know. There's definitely gonna be some difficulties there.
5: Well, and this is something that I wish we had more of is like I understand there's a war going on and everything like that, but it seems like everybody from that generation either doesn't have parents or we're just like not acknowledging that they have parents. Like I would love to go or they died, but like, okay. I want to point out that on the Harry Potter wiki, at least, that when it comes to Lily's parents, it says that they died of normal muggle causes or whatever. And like, this happened before she was like 20? Yeah.
3: (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Normal causes.
3: Yeah. I think probably the author just couldn't be bothered to really
5: write the backstories. I mean if your parents die when you're like 19 or 20 both of them that's going to be kind of traumatic (laughs) i would love to know what happened yeah
4: yeah especially if you're like in hiding and just found out you're pregnant and you're Uh like 20 years old yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm, exactly
5: (laughs) but i would love to know if uh remus's parents are around as he's an adult i would love to know like what they think of how he's living his life because you know, he's not getting support from them, obviously. If that's, whether that's because he feels like he's disappointed them and he won't take support from them or mm-hmm. they've, like, disowned him, I do feel like that's a point of, like, having something in common with Snape where, you know, he also doesn't have any kind of family support. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, they're, they're both intelligent. That's kind of an inference, I think. It's not definitely stated for Lupin. yeah. For Snape, we know from his textbook mm. that yeah. he's pretty brilliant,
3: mm. right?
5: I, th- I, th- I feel like the impression that like Remus is the nerd of the Marauders, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whether that's canon or not, I like I get that vibe.
3: It's very strong fanon, isn't it? It's kind of one of those yeah. things that everyone sort of collectively <laughs> agreed on. <laughs> uh-huh.
5: Well, and with a lot of snooping, like teen snooping, they're always, like, meeting in the library (laughs) to study with each other. The other marauders Uh don't study or whatever.
4: (laughs) I also have a headcanon that Remus just has to be resourceful, just more out of necessity than anything else. I mean, he can't be in one place of employment for longer than a couple of months before people start to suspect things. So he's always moving around and having to pick up new skills to just, you know, do the basic minimum to support himself. So I feel like maybe not necessarily like book smart, um, but I feel like he would have to be able to blend in and pick things up quickly. And that's just uh, something that I, I love that. I personally believe because I'm like what what else would he have been doing all those years other than there's some darker darker theories of um, how he spent that time during the 80s but um, if he had to support himself I kind of think yeah maybe he's he's easy to easy at picking up new skills or things like that
2: yeah mm-hmm.
4: yeah I like that for sure
2: well and I do kind of wonder if maybe like the intelligence thing kind of you know how you know how like in fanon sometimes people will like pick up on one aspect of something and just it just blows up like for instance lupin's love of chocolate yeah (laughs) during Snape's worst memory when he's reading his book I do kind of wonder if maybe they're like oh well he's obviously a nerd because he's like sitting there reading a book while like other people are enjoying themselves outside or whatever but as my own head canon I do feel like a lot of the times we see him like basically sick or like not feeling well around the full moon and kind of like physically weak so I don't really know like what else he would be doing besides like escaping into books And, you know, we kind of like draw naturally, like intelligence equals books, even if it's like fiction or whatever. So for me personally, I think that's where that comes from.
4: (laughs) Or like all that time spent in the hospital being recovering. He needs something to to read. Yeah, he needs something to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: And I think, you know, rather than going down the intelligence path with that, like looking at how like he's kind of got like a chronic illness that causes him to be a lot more introspective and escapist than his, you know, Marauder friends, and that kind of, like, giving him a way that he relates more to Snape. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. That's good. Okay, the next one I have listed is darkness and self-loathing, which are kind of two different things, but they both have darkness kind of in different ways, I guess.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, like... Lupin's darkness is kind of seen as something that happens to him as in like literally the werewolf curse it's not something he chose whereas Severus is seen as like choosing a dark path and you know you can argue one way or another how much of a choice that is and also how much of an actual like dark path as an evil you know that is an interest in the dark arts and, and all that sort of thing it's kind of a another subject but yeah they definitely they both have that side to themselves and I think that's a really interesting thing to explore between them and individually
5: yeah definitely
1: yeah i think they both uh, self-loving uh, uh what's the word i want to use they they hate aspects of themselves
3: mm. yeah yeah self-consciousness and both coming from like internally and externally i feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they're right they've both sort of been told that they're wrong or bad somehow probably you know even remus even if you know his parents were loving towards him which we're not entirely sure about you know he's definitely still gonna get that impression that there's something wrong with him that needs
4: to be hidden and all that stuff Yeah, i feel like they both have a lot of guilt that they carry around um, whether it's founded or not yep yeah
0: mm-hmm.
5: i think also you know narratively it's interesting because they do kind of both have this health hatred but i i think that when snape looks at remus he feels that remus kind of feels self-righteous you know and better like oh i i wasn't really like part of the bullying i stayed back that makes me a better person i feel like that's an impression that snape has but once that barrier comes down a little bit and they communicate, they see that they actually share this kind of like experience of self loathing. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 As a pairing, I think that that brings a very different dynamic to how it's portrayed. than, say a pairing that has one person with like this deep hatred or self loathing. And then another person who doesn't have that. I think it just kind of adds, like, another layer to, like, Snoopin and other ships like that because it just connects differently, especially if the whoever it is is going down the route of, like, "Uh, we're kind of both messed up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they, like, learn to accept that in a very different light than I think someone who doesn't feel that way brings to the table.
5: Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, if, if they can see that genuine experience in each other, then they can feel safe to be vulnerable with each other in a way that they can't with anybody else because I think when, you know, when you struggle with, like, self-hatred, you're you're kind of afraid to open up and talk about it because, you know, I, I think people think, like, Oh, you're doing it for attention, or like, wow, you're really messed up, right? But if they both <laughs> right. can see that in each other, then y- you know, they can both relax and be themselves in a way that they've never been able to do with anyone else.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something I've written about in in my fix as well. And then they have the potential to sort of heal each other, which in real life, it isn't always necessarily the healthiest thing, but I think it's a really fun thing to explore in Vic how they can look at each other and, you know, both of them think that they're more broken than the other one. Like, oh, but you're great. Oh, no, but you're great. <laughs> and
4: then, yeah, broken pieces coming together to make something whole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Very fun to write. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Love
2: it.
1: Yeah. Okay. This kind of dovetails into how they hide aspects of their true selves. You know, that Lupin is a werewolf and that Snape is working for the light, no matter how grey he appears.
3: It's like one of those things, again, that's the same and opposite. So Mm -hmm. Lupin is hiding you know, his curse, which is something that happened to him. And and Snape is hiding something more that he chose or a path that he went down. And then also it's quite fun because Remus on the outside, his outside sort of persona, his mask, is of someone very friendly and personable and mild and all of this stuff. Whereas inside he's got, you know, this darkness, this. You know, violent creature. Whereas Snape on the outside, his mask is someone who keeps people away. He's mean, he's nasty, you know, he's cold, aloof, and all of that. Whereas, like, deep down, he's actually quite sensitive and caring.
5: I think, you know, this is another thing where they both have this experience of having to keep secrets and having to put on this public persona. So, I think that's part of the appeal to the ship is that, you know, even if their relationship is another secret they have to keep, it's something for themselves. It's kind of a place that they can take the mask off and have a break from this public show of the role that they're supposed to be playing,
3: yeah, definitely
5: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely, hey. um, they both meet tragic ends in in Canon. Yeah. No,
6: let's not talk about that. <laughs> it I <remember>.
1: didn't happen. <laughs> well, it's but it's no. it, they're almost ends. Not
6: actual. yeah, yeah. They're fake. They're fake. They
5: run off and they live together in a cottage and have children. Yes. Yes. Now, <laughs>
4: Yeah, I think that if we're going with canon, there is this element of self sacrifice. I think both of them carry like a lot of sense of obligation along with them and responsibility for, in Snape's case, you know, his previous actions. And I think in Lupin's case, his former inaction, I guess, and not being involved. And he finally finds the courage and motivation fight. And it's just kind of sad that, you know, when that happens, he leaves his, like, I think, three-week-old child behind and then yeah. goes and dies. It's just awful. But, yeah, I think both of them feel this kind of sense, like, this is the culminating moment, like, what their whole lives have been working towards. And then, yeah, that's kind of, they've fulfilled their purpose in a way.
5: And I think they feel that way about it, too. You know, I think yeah. Even, yeah. even with Remus leaving behind a child, I think both Remus and Severus kind of feel like, I'm such a broken person that the best thing I can do for the world is sacrifice my life.
2: Oh, Mm -hmm. God. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I (laughs) know. That was like, really well said. (laughs)
5: Yeah. I'm sorry. That's awful. I
3: I agree completely. (laughs) (laughs) And they're both actually, you know, they're not just tragic at the end as well. They're, like, repeated tragedies throughout both of their lives. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So true. Yeah. How about their chemistry, how they mesh as people with their personalities?
4: That's one of the reasons I love this ship so much, because I feel like there's a huge range. Um, It can be anything from just like very fluffy, cute getting together teenage love all the way up to enemies to lovers hate sex violence unhealthy relationship <laughs> dynamics it yes. can literally be anything you want <laughs> and i love
5: that uh-huh. i love that yeah. I, I think and i think a big part of that is that you know whether this is fanon or canon i feel that if it's it's just circumstances that's you know posing them as enemies that as two people if they had met under different circumstances i think they would get along really well so there's always this like underlying tenderness i feel but then all these outside circumstances create this drama and toxicity and all this stuff which is fun
3: yeah i completely agree completely agree with all of that
5: (laughs) (laughs) and um
1: how they are opposites how they play off of each other's differences
3: yeah I think they've got just the right balance of differences and similarities to make for yeah loads of there's uh, as you said like lots of different possibilities in terms of their relationship but also lots of complexity in their relationship like it's never going to be boring
5: yeah i'm still stuck on the idea that they're like kind of like a dark molly and arthur
0: yeah. i'm obsessed with that now so thank you oh gosh yeah yeah uh,
1: can they also have seven children
3: great. oh definitely <laughs> they definitely have uh-huh. had loads of children
1: <laughs> okay let's talk about some common tropes in the snoop and fix i started with fix it because i mean you know the way canon ended just doesn't cut it yeah so they need to fix it
0: Mm -hmm.
3: well as myself said that it's kind of circumstances that keep them apart in a way and so that's really great fodder for fix it obviously you know you you only maybe need to change a couple of things in order to sort of bring them together and and then they can kind of once they get together and they're working together then they can change things for other people as well so for example severitis like we
2: talked about um, yes for sure. I also think, you know, the prank, again, going back to that is a great jumping off point for Fix It Fix. Because for me personally, I really don't see how anyone could kind of just continue on with the same friends that they've had and not be like changed by that. Mm -hmm. So like fixing that for me is like one of my big loves to kind of go from there into like snooping. So mm-hmm.
5: Well, and I think one thing I've seen in regards to like kind of an added element to make that into a catalyst is that Remus seeing Snape for the first time while he's in werewolf form, he realizes that he's his mate, which is another. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And now <laughs> it's
5: like he has this thing where he's he feels loyalty kind of biologically to Snape and that kind of forces him to examine his friendships a little more.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great trope, and the the uh, uh, uh can I swear?
5: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs>
3: the fuck or die
4: yes. trope. <laughs> yes.
5: Yes. Oh gosh,
4: <laughs> there have been some really good ones for this ship. Yeah.
5: Very much so. Yeah. yeah.
4: Definitely. Right. Hurt
6: comfort. Oh, yes.
4: Bread and butter. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorites to write. It's Uh my favorite
2: for Severus in
6: general. (laughs) Like,
4: yeah.
2: Uh Yeah. True. It's like you just, especially for Severus, you really just want someone to like give him the love that he deserves and like the caring and nurturing that he never got like ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Remus is a really good person for that because he knows what it is to hurt too. Mm -hmm. So
5: yeah well and the other way around too i mean i love fix where remiss is he's just gone through his transformation he's in so much pain and he is so used to just having to suffer through that alone and now here's snape like nursing him and taking care of him
2: oh yeah and especially because that's something that is not something that you would think snape would do like on the Mm -hmm. surface so yeah Mm -hmm.
5: Like he's got a sour expression on the whole time, but he's like <laughs> rubbing on salves and like spoon feeding his cloth and everything <laughs> like that. Oh. He's, not, he's like, I'm not doing this because I like you or anything. He's like real yeah. day about it, right? <laughs> like Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the long road by Sinister Me really does that super well oh, with, with Snape, like comforting Remus. And then later you get Remus comforting Snape too. So you get the best of both worlds. But I think the way that they portrayed Snape doing that. It was like so perfect.
3: Yeah, I agree. I love that
2: fic so much. <laughs> I think that's probably my favorite. <laughs>
4: yeah, I absolutely love it. And it's so heavy and dark, and it's perfect. So you get the perfect amount of darkness mixed in with all of the recovery. Yeah. 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 Really well done. And Snake being cute with
3: Teddy. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, well. <laughs>
3: And the kind of side helping of almost drarry,
0: right? Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, almost. Yeah.
1: Happens. it happens quite a bit, actually, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes. <You know. laughs> okay. Uh, enemies to lovers.
5: Yeah, I I love this, of course. Like, and I I think my favorite point in time for this to kind of get started is in ninety three when yeah. you know Snape is just. He's minding his own business. He's like, please let Dumbledore not hire somebody who's going to irritate the hell out of me this year. (laughs) And then it's like Remus shows up. He's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Again with
6: this. (laughs)
5: Hired. He just wants a normal year. And now here's this man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well and i think that is even kind of very interesting when it starts there in 93 because you know remus is kind of like brought low at this point point. Mm-hmm. and you know he like shows up in like this tat these tatty clothing and just like not having a good time of it and like i feel like you know you could see snape having some like yes, he got what he deserved kind of thing. And then kind of come around to, oh, wait a minute. um, There might be something more here than I expected. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: uh-huh. it's the first time, well, unless you consider that there might be some like serious interaction in the 80s like putting that aside it might be the first time that they're interacting without any of the marauders mm-hmm. there that they know oh, of <laughs> true
0: uh-huh.
2: yeah for sure one on one now yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
5: now there's now there's space for this tension to develop into something
2: yeah right exactly
3: they also bunny bopper has a couple of really Good fix set in in that school year, and and there's a great sort of enemies to lovers one where Snape spikes Lupin's Wolf'sbane with the truth serum. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, that one. It is so I, good. I, I, yeah, lots, <laughs> cute. Lots of kinky stuff.
1: Oh yep. boy, gosh, there's so much.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, secret relationship.
5: Oh yeah, I love that. Whether it's like later or it's like them being teenagers and hiding their relationship from the marauders, and I love that. Like Snarry is my OTP, but my boyfriend always teases me that Snoopin is the better ship because that they can be childhood <laughs>
6: new boyfriend. S- no, just kidding. Yeah, marry <laughs> him. He he's the better
5: one. Well, right now, right now he's doing a Snary role play with me, so we forgive him.
6: <laughs> yeah, he can stay
5: but i think that he loves the idea of them being like uh childhood sweethearts and and maybe in sort of like a fix it way that they can overcome mm-hmm. that the marauders and like break away from that and like in fact my earliest comic that i posted online was a snoopin comic that i made with him where they're childhood sweethearts oh
3: lovely it's Good.
5: terrible never look it up please <laughs>
0: oh, now you have to show us Right after
2: this.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the title is Snoop and Burrito, so.
1: Oh
2: my God. Good.
5: (laughs) I I think there
1: might be a link to it from your interview.
5: Okay. Well, I mean, everybody can go back and see my cursed art from like 20 years ago.
4: <laughs> Sorry.
5: Oh no, it's fine. Yeah,
4: I will never show it's... anyone the first fanfic I wrote when I was 15 years old. So don't don't worry. <laughs> you
5: know, I th- but really, like jokes aside, I think you know it feels great when you can look back on your older work and be like, "This is terrible," because it means you know you've grown a lot. Yeah uh-huh true so true. i am i'm i'm not ashamed of my horrible comic i stand by it feel free <laughs> to oh, it. Good, good <laughs> yeah. i, I, I kind of like it so. i mean i you know what i still feel really attached to the story it was so lifetime movie so dramatic and ridiculous and i love it so Uh uh-huh. yeah um, i still love that kind of story especially with Snoopin.
3: well it's great for that isn't it Snoopin, like yeah As we said earlier, it can be really angsty, but it can also be just so beautifully fluffy and comforting and all those lovely things.
5: Well, and just like there are so many like dramatic things you can do. Like I mentioned, you know, Sirius and Remus in a relationship and then there's infidelity with Snape Mm. and all kinds (laughs) of good juicy stuff. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. The next one is (laughs) werewolfery. Did (laughs) I say that right? yeah (laughs) okay Uh, this could be the prank gone wrong (laughs) where snape gets turned Mm, mm -hmm.
5: i'm so into that i'm also into the idea that like okay i'm sorry i know i'm talking a lot but one of my favorite ideas and maybe there's a fic like this but i'd love to write one is where like for whatever reason snape has to get an animagus form like maybe he needs it for the war or whatever and he doesn't know what it's going to be and he's working on it, he's working on it and then he achieves it and it's just like the cutest little black wolf
0: oh, oh. He, when, he,
5: when he's in that form and like remus sees it he's like oh man I'm oh,
3: in love. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's funny yeah, I mean, obviously, the like the whole werewolf stuff is a whole other thing, isn't it? Like, you can't. It's a massive part of Remus Lupin, and and there's mm-hmm. <laughs> so much stuff. Wink, wink.
0: <laughs>
5: uh-huh. <laughs> of course, all the you know, there are so many fix where like Snape turns out to be, like, his mate or whatever. I love mm-hmm. that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I love all those. Yeah. I've actually found it quite difficult to find... Things like that aren't always tagged, so it's quite difficult to search yeah. for. Like, I've put in, like, mating and bonding and stuff, and... Right. Yeah, you don't really get much coming up, but, yeah, there, there is stuff out there, isn't it?
5: There's a unfinished one called He's My Mate, which... I wish it had been finished, Um, and I don't remember who it's by, but it was so good. Just, like, the tension of it.
1: Is that different from the Omegaverse?
5: Um, some of the ones that I've read have been in that direction, but some of them have just been, like, he's a werewolf, so this is, like, a werewolf-specific kind of thing.
3: Like, mating for life type thing.
5: Yeah, mating mm-hmm. for yeah. life. And I th- I think there are many cases where Remus is affected and he goes into a rut or whatever, but Snape is just a normal human. So he's like, whoa, what's <laughs> this all about? Right. <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> Guess or I'm like, along yeah. for the ride. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> or like that thing where they're like around the full moon, he gets not like super horny and he's just like, Oh my god, I want to like do it all the time. And say yes. like, oh my God. Fine. Ooh. Let's
5: do it again. Like- well, I mean, okay. And Snape is saying, like, oh fine, but he's really like, oh man, this is so <laughs> right. Nice, right?
2: <laughs> like the moon should come around more often.
3: Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple Again, I think you will not kiss me, and another one I read that I can't remember the title of where Snape actually kind of provokes Remus when he's in that state in order to kind of seduce him when mm-hmm. yes. gets more than he bargained yes. for. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Well, and the whole idea that around, you know, the time of the full moon, you know, normally Remus is like a gentle, almost too gentle lover, but then it's getting close to the full moon and he's like biting and <laughs> yeah. he's like really yeah. dominate. And so yes. it's just like, where's this guy the rest of
6: the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
2: The beast comes
6: out. Yeah. <laughs> And then he spends the next two weeks repenting and trying uh-huh. to apologize for behavior and Snape's just like no seriously like I liked all of this when he's just yeah. like looking at his body covered in like bite marks and scratches yeah. and all these yes. things and the self you know the self hatred comes into play and it's just oh my gosh so funny. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah definitely Snape could be
3: into a bit of that sort of like masochism I think on mm-hmm. you know. Uh-huh.
5: It's almost hard to believe that he wouldn't be. Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) Another trope is vampire and werewolf, where Snape is the vampire, and obviously Remus is the werewolf. Huh.
4: Yeah. So. Pat and dog. Bertrand, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about your story? It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I, good. I also have to take the
3: opportunity to thank Nocturne for her amazing beating that she's been doing on this
4: current fic because, uh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be here without it. It. Is, <laughs> it is such a treat to be able to read it ahead of time. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the inside scoop.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've read a few vampire werewolf fics and loved them. And then this, like it does, the plot bunny starts to roll. So, yeah, it's called The Book of the Sun and the Moon. So there's a whole other sort of element that is related to the vampire werewolf thing, but also another thing in itself, which we'll get to in a few more chapters' time. But, yeah, it also starts at the prank on that night. And slight spoiler, but it happens in the first chapter. Basically, Snape, there's a vampire there as well, and she gives Snape the option to choose to become a vampire instead of getting mauled by a werewolf, essentially. Uh (laughs) Um, Uh And in my own sort of made-up lore, there is kind of... Well, it's not completely mine because there are there are other fics that, that use it, but there's kind of a draw, an attraction between vampires and werewolves. And therefore Snape and Lupin are drawn together by the nature of their own personal curses. And then so obviously they're also pulled apart by various things. <laughs> and so begins two decades worth of back and forth essentially
5: uh, interesting that sounds super compelling
4: it's been so good so far yeah it's amazing <laughs> thank you and i love how it it sort of follows along with canon but there's some really important differences too but yeah um, yeah really well done
3: Yeah, and it skips sort of through time as well. So we talked about the 70s and the 90s, and it basically takes place, most of the story takes place between that 75 to 76 school year and then the 93 to 94 school year, and it's not necessarily in order. So it sort of skips about back and forth.
5: That sounds really fun.
3: But there's some really great vampire werewolf we'll fix and i have to mention the awakening which is a whole series which is linked in the document and that's kind of a underworld i would say if you've seen those movies oh yeah yeah oh, okay. kind of uh kind of like that with a lot of action and it guns and shit <laughs> 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 so that's a really good one
1: have we said enough about omegaverse no Oh, darn it.
6: <laughs> so I have to say, I love the notes in the doc that's literally like, Omegaverse? Anybody? Yes. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, I, did, I added that yes on there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to admit, that is my one squick.
5: <gasps> I mean, I'm on the fence about it because, like, I love I love Impreg, but you know, sometimes I just prefer it with like without the dynamics of Omegaverse. But then every once in a while, I'll get like sucked into a fake.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a specific flavor because you get into like the dubious nature of you know, instincts taking over and not being able to make your own choices because of your gender thing and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of reasons why I can see that people have a hard time with it. But also then there's times that I'm just like, yes, I just want that. Like, you know, obviously Alpha and Omega, they're just, it's going to happen whether they fight it or not. So, and it's amazing.
5: (laughs) I think the barrier for me is actually, because I'm into all of that. I think the barrier for me is that it's such a different setting and you kind of have to like shift your mindset to be like, okay, we're we're in this kind of world right now. Right. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like an AU of its own.
2: Yeah, because it affects everybody.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's my barrier as well with it. I've liked several, but on the whole, I'm kind of like, Yeah, I can take it or leave it. It's fine. <laughs>
5: Well, and I think with Snoopin' specifically, you can have those dynamics without it sort of re- being reflected by the rest of the world because right. Remus is a werewolf. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that's a really good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't necessarily need the whole Omegaverse stuff right. going on.
5: Well, and it's the magical mm-hmm. world, too, so you can. there's no reason that you can't have like impreg just be a thing either through potions or just like mm. well wizard biology is different so
3: right yeah <laughs> exactly yeah as is <laughs> werewolf biology yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can take a lot of liberties mm-hmm. yeah I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm into omegaverse stuff I've certainly kind of avoided it in the past but I have started to read a few things and uh uh-huh. I can enjoy it with Snoopin and other like male male pairings because you're taking away that kind of misogynistic dynamic. Like Mm. that doesn't exist basically when you've just got two two guys. It's more equitable and therefore you it's easier and sort of safer to play around with those like power dynamics and stuff. Mm
6: For me, definitely Omegaverse For you know, just in, in regular, like, webtoons, you know, stuff like that. Like, that was definitely my gateway into reading more of the, like, werewolf fanfiction and stuff like that. So it's, like, it definitely led me to why I love, like, Remus or even, like, the animega stuff or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it was yeah. just one of those things like a, oh, oh.
5: <laughs> well, and there, there have been Omegaverse fix that I have really enjoyed and i do think that the ones that i have enjoyed have maybe played down the society element a little bit well and i understand the like a version of the misogyny but like i'm gay so i'm like i'm reading male male fics all the time so i wasn't <laughs> even considering that but that's a good a uh, good point
3: yeah i think that's a lot of the reason that some women like me are drawn to like the male male pairings in general mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we yeah. should we should also mention just on the omega verse thing that a new fic has just come out that's a, a, a literally tagged omega verse and it's a puvilla. oh i love I can't their remember stuff. The, i'm yeah. not sure how to pronounce mm. but yeah they're a really good author and that's i can't remember i think i've linked it in the uh, in the document.
5: I'm definitely gonna have to check out all the links in the documents because yeah, well, I've been studying for like a language proficiency test for a couple of weeks now, so I haven't been like having a, as much of a chance to read fan fiction. But I think I might need to take like a week and go through these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's Capnolania is the title. What's the title? Catnolania.
3: Oh, yeah. No, that was a different, that's a different one. Oh. Yeah. I, from the same author.
1: Okay. That's the,
3: um, the smoking one. Yeah. It's that author. So if you, if you go to that author and then, yeah, it'll be, it'll be there.
1: hmm Yeah. I'm all about smoking for some reason with Severus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. That is a really, really lovely one actually. And uh, You know, not everyone finds smoking sexy, but mm -hmm, (laughs) that fic definitely uh, emphasizes on the sexiness of smoking.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's talk a little bit about the female characters. Lily is sometimes not necessarily paired with Snape and Lupin, but is sometimes a helper, I guess.
5: Yeah, I've definitely seen like situations where she's actually kind of the mediator almost uh, during their school years to like you know create a place like if they're studying together whatever where they can interact without the pressure of the marauders end up being friends and then end up being more than friends (laughs) and she's sort of (laughs) helping them along and i really do like that trope
4: yeah me too me three i love that dynamic
5: Mm mm-hmm like, they start out as kind of like a trio of friends, and then it's like, huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two of them get together. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's, let's also talk about Tonks, who unfortunately gets a lot of hate. hmm mm-hmm. But that's mostly Wolfstar fans, I think. Hate on her.
5: I've definitely, like, I, I have a favorite Snoop and Fick that... I don't want to say unfortunately, because my stance is always that, like, if you cast a character as a villain in your fic, that doesn't mean that you're bashing them or hating on them. Right. I'm sorry, my dog is barking. <laughs> she knows I'm talking about werewolves, and so she's like, I'm a dog! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I feel like, I feel that you can write a character as kind of like a romantic antagonist or kind of a villain without, you know, bashing on them. But I will say that one of my favorite uh, Snoop and Fix is of mutual benefit, and mm-hmm. uh, Tonks definitely plays the embittered ex in this story, who, who doesn't want Remus until, like, she can't have him because he's with somebody else, that kind of vibe.
1: Right. hmm
6: mm-hmm. Mm. And
5: is kind of, like, disgusted with the idea of Snape being able to have the man that, like, she wanted. Because, like, well, he's he's not as good as me or whatever. But I think that's maybe the only time I've encountered a fic that kind of casts Tonks as, like, the rival or, or like, an antagonist in Snoopin'.
3: I've seen one, one as well. I think, again, it was in You Will Not Kiss Me, I think. Where... If I'm remembering it rightly, she like actively sort of drugs Lupin or oh something with like a, maybe a love potion or something.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness.
3: Yeah. And this is like after Snape and Lupin are together and, and he kind oh, wow. of leaves Snape for her or something. And it's a bit more complicated than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really sort of cast as pretty much a real bad guy in that one. But yeah, it is quite rare, I think.
5: I think more commonly, like, I think about another that I talked about in another episode called Stitch and Bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Remus has Teddy, and it's one of these situations where, you know, Remus just happens to survive the war in and Tonks didn't. And he goes into their relationship dynamic a little bit that like, he's not really interested in her, but because they were both in kind of a, a vulnerable place due to everything happening with the war, you know, they end up sleeping together and then like, he kind of marries her out of a sensible obligation. And like, it it turns into like, we don't feel that way about each other, but we're, we're having this child together and we have like a friendship and we respect each other. And I, I, I think that's like far more common in Snoop and Fix, where Tonks is even in the picture. I think more often than not, she's just kind of like not like.
2: Yeah, she's just not mentioned at all. Right. Most of the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do love when like Tonks is there and like in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Tonks is a, like a really cool character, but I think it's even more interesting when that happens, where like she is there and it's like in a different realm basically as to like what happens in canon so i think that's mm-hmm. I, I think that can add like an interesting dynamic to fix
5: yeah and i think you know if teddy's there like the the dynamic of snape being like a step parent is fun
6: mm-hmm. 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 yeah for sure or tonks the surrogate that's what i yeah um, there you go oh yeah oh yeah yes okay, <laughs> okay.
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think when i was saying she gets a lot of hate it's it's more in the way that Snape gets a lot of hate. is Right. Not necessarily yeah. in fic, but those idiots <clears throat> that just have to hate on people. Yeah.
6: yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure.
1: And, you know, she's a rival for Sirius in, mm-hmm. in their eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
5: Well, and I, you know, I don't, I don't understand, like, I understand not liking a character, but I don't understand spending your precious, valuable time posting <laughs> about how much you hate a character or whatever
1: yeah <laughs> uh, right yeah and I think sure. that's why
5: it's so important to me that it's just like you know it's perfectly fun and fine to portray a character as a villain or an antagonist in your fic but like you know it's it's a total waste of time to just be like I hate this character so much I'm gonna post about it with all my friends yeah <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah get that yeah, exactly. catharsis
6: into your mm-hmm. work that's yeah just get mm-hmm. that out yeah.
5: yeah yeah well and sometimes yeah. for me like i'll just write a character as a villain because i'm like well this would be fun like i don't even hate the character yeah. right sure. like
4: oh uh-huh. yeah absolutely i've done that i yeah. think as a multi-shipper too yes sometimes somebody's just going to be a villain and then the next mm-hmm. they're going to be the protagonist exactly and you just you never know exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah,
6: everyone who is like a, has their, you know, I mean, a lot of people have their OTP, but then people who are like exclusively one ship, it's easy to like fall into this character is a threat to my ship. Right. And then mm-hmm. they just, you know, demonize them regardless of. You know, using them for some other purpose. Like, right. Ginny gets a terrible rep right. when it comes to like Drary and stuff like mm-hmm. that. When you're just like, Ginny is really cool. Like, <laughs> she yeah. doesn't deserve that. Like, she and Luna are amazing together. Like, exactly.
5: Exactly. Well, that's my like <laughs> yeah. thought is like a, a snary shipper. Cause back in the day, you know, that was a lot more common. Just the kind of like, well, let's, let's take this female character who gets in the way of my ship and make her the bad guy. Yeah. And rah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I like, you know, when you have scenario or Harry's with somebody else, make Jenny like cool and get her together right. with Luna. Like, that's awesome.
6: Yeah the supportive bestie yeah. like come on right. like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah there's plenty of works that i've read like older ones especially when i was more specific and like dreary snary where you're just like i almost cringe at the bashing level that people will go to that i'm just like no she wouldn't act like that or just making all the female characters who might be against the ship like just totally making them to be these absurd people i'm just like oh god i can't finish this i'm like i just can't do it i have too much love for everybody this is not gonna work for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) right right
3: yeah i don't understand the sort of need to do that because yeah like you say you can write the fic without kind of demonizing you know mm-hmm, right. even if you do make them a bad guy but that idea that the canon ship is a threat somehow mm-hmm. yeah, to, yeah <laughs> yes exactly it's just weird yes. like you can just write it differently
5: <laughs> just give them another partner or, or like just make them just not interested or platonic
6: not everyone can be as enlightened as
5: we are <laughs> I mean. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs>
6: Not everyone can have a more stress-free, positive existence than we have. <laughs> uh,
5: I do think it's a maturity thing. You know? yeah. 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 You feel like you have to own the shippers who go against your pairing or whatever. And it's just like, I, yeah. I, I have been too old for that since I was 11. So no, thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Tonks and Fleur is quite a common pairing,
4: isn't it? Oh, I love Tonks
5: and Fleur. Huh. Yes.
4: I love them together.
5: I actually put Tonks with Bill.
4: Yes. I quite oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
6: She likes the wolfie guys. What she yeah. gonna do, Yenna? Yeah.
3: And actually, he's a lot more sort of appropriate yes. for her, yes.
0: and they have
6: more in common.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Molly Weasley would approve. Yeah. <laughs> She's just <laughs> working on, you know? It's like <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Another thing is Severitis. Yes.
6: Yeah
1: snape is either the the mentor or the actual father of harry mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: i have read one where he was his mother
1: oh, okay that was
5: Snoopin. and mm-hmm. i okay. this is like deep in the recesses of a fit <laughs> i read a long ass time ago mm-hmm. mm. but the whole plot emerges because it's 1993 and remus finds out this like closely guarded secret or whatever that harry uh is actually james and snapes
6: here for it i need this i really (laughs) wish
5: i remembered this but you know it's one of those things that i read and it just it's stuck in my mind and lives there rent free now
6: (laughs) oh god i love Snapes so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds really good Mm-hmm.
5: But I do, like, as I said, I love, I love Snape and Remus adopting Harry and, you know, in a weird way, like, this is like the best possible home life situation for mm-hmm. Harry to have. I feel Yeah, like. it's,
6: it's <laughs> the ultimate. Yeah, I still love the comparison between Molly and Arthur of being like Lupin's there to be the dad who's like, just you know, just let your mom have her moment. It'll mm-hmm. be okay, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> like, or or behind the scenes, goes to Harry's room in the middle of the night, like you know how she gets, you know.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, not to not to undermine Molly and Arthur actually, like, treating Harry kind of like one of their own, yeah. but I think that with Remus and Snape, it's like he's their only child, yeah. so he right. actually, mm-hmm. like, gets that special relationship, and he doesn't feel like he's competing with biological children or whatever.
6: And they both have that strong emotional connection to his, like, if it's a an adopted situation, like, to mm-hmm. his actual birth parents, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Everest to Lily and then Remus to James so the mm-hmm. fact that they could mm-hmm. give him really deep unconditional love even if it's in their own unique ways is is wonderful like I I mean I just love Severitis in general but to see him with you know a partner raising Harry is is great
5: a partner who is just as invested in Harry yeah too. right yeah. exactly mm-hmm.
6: yeah not like I don't know I've now trying to think of a random random a
5: random thing. dude. Like...
6: <laughs> it is too well, it's you know, I still feel early, even though it's been two hours. the
5: but... uh, guy that Snape met behind the Tesco. <laughs> oh that there's a fic of it based on a, a Tumblr post that I made. So uh, what uh, was your Christ. Tumblr
4: post? Oh, is that beginning? you? That's so yes. exciting. That that is one of my favorite. Kind of like little (laughs) fandom (laughs) microcultures.
5: I mean, when I made the post, I was like goofing around and then somebody wrote like, no two people wrote like actual fics about it and it was incredible because the setup for the post was like what are the other two memories that snape didn't want anyone to see and like one was him accidentally calling minerva mom and the other was him getting raw dogged behind a tesco and like (laughs) one one fic was very silly of of him behind the tesco and then one was like this profound fic about his relationship with minerva and i was like damn y'all are incredible
1: (laughs) oh wow I love that. So now we know who to blame for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That wonderful trope. Who I love think? it think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, on the outline, I go to Snoop and Art next, but I'm wondering if we should go to Fix next because it's more of a natural um, that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah 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 and, and then, unfortunately and come back.
6: I have an appointment like that I have to get going now so I'll oh, have sure. to say goodbye now before you guys dive into your stuff but I can't wait to hear about all the fic that I need to read so <laughs> great.
1: Well, thanks for joining us Meg yeah, yeah this this was really so great having fun. you glad to be
6: back yeah. it's always nice to be able to join in on these for sure even if I had tired brain today so but definitely <laughs> love these two nope. and thank you so much for having me
1: you bet have a great day
6: you too bye bye bye, bye. bye.
1: okay so yeah i'd like to you have a uh, nocturne and gertrude talk about their own fix to start with
4: okay yeah so i have a few i've got a couple of Travel series. I think my favorite one that I've written for them and the longest one is called Tactical Molecular Friction. And it has some awesome art by Safe Place Snoopin that they made (laughs) that I still look at sometimes and it just like makes me happy. (laughs) But the premise of that one is it's set during book five times and Snape decides that he's going to teach Remus how to brew the Wolfsbane potion himself. And so they kind of set up shop in uh, one of the rooms in Grimald Place. And that's kind of just how the general setup is. And it was very fun to write. I think in the background, there's a little dialogue segments with Sirius and Creature that were really fun. And throughout the the whole time, Remus is sort of just living at Grimald, mooching off of Sirius and feeling guilty. And he's been trying to fix up the place and has some home improvement DIY projects going on in the background. So that one was just a fun one to explore, I think, in part because I feel like in other ships with Snape, there's always that one where he's teaching somebody something about brewing. So I was like, let's do that and make it snoopin'. And that was my November nano project from last year. So I was actually proud that I even was able to finish it.
5: <laughs> nice. It sounds really fun. Yeah,
4: that's really good. I really enjoyed that fic. Yeah. The the
3: premise is brilliant. And I mean, we spoke a little bit about Wolfsbane, but yeah, it's a really, really nice thing to explore with the dynamic between Snape and Lupin revolving literally around that sort of steaming cauldron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just looking at some of your... It looks like you actually... Well, Darkness and New Moon is also one of yours. Do you want to say something about that?
4: Sure. Yeah. So Dark as the New Moon is a post-war sort of healing, hurt, comfort, recovery story. And I think that this was written kind of at a time where there were a couple of others. Gertrude actually wrote one called Careful of the Stitches and Safely Snoopin also made some art. Yeah. There's just a little, I don't know if it was circulating on Tumblr. I'm not on Tumblr, but where there's just this idea of the two of them sharing a hospital room immediately after the battle and recovering together. Oh, Nice. But yeah, that one was written for, I think the Remus Lupin Fest, Um, someone prompted it. And so the premise is that they're sharing this hospital room and Snape is unable to speak and Remus is blind and they have to find new ways to communicate and kind of heal together. Yeah, so good.
5: That sounds great. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was handled so well.
5: There's so many fics that I'm going to have to read after
4: this. Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) And then, yeah, I have a couple others that I linked, but I feel like crackfic is one of my favorite things to read and write, depending on my. Mood. <laughs> And I actually have a couple that are. One of them is like definitely a crackfic. That's the one that's like former headmaster, is the title. Where they're both <laughs> portraits after the war. Um, and oh, was, I see. That was prompted by Miff Miff, who is on our server and also a really great writer for the pair. But that one was really fun. It's literally just them like running around in the portraits, getting drunk and like pulling pranks and things. Um, <laughs> and then my other one, a step in the right direction. kind of similar humor that was inspired by another kind of sillier fic that I read when I got back into the fandom. But I think that genre is just really fun with both of them because everything we talked about so far has been so serious. It's very dark. They have all these secrets and angst and here they are just, you know, as portraits living their best life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. Okay, Gertrude, you want to talk about your fix?
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, the
3: first new pin that I wrote is called Artemisia Absinthium, and it started off with the. I think again, it was like a little Tumblr prompt or idea or whatever. What if Snape discovered that Peter Pettigrew was had turned traitor before? Lily and James were killed. So yeah, he uh well I, I won't spoil it too much, but yeah. <laughs> uh, shenanigans ensue. Uh lots of Snape being a sneaky spy in that one, and a little bit of cute Snape and Harry, and one quite steamy Snape and Lupin moment. In the first in the first part, it's a whole it became a whole series because. Of course, I couldn't just write one. (laughs) It just grew into this massive epic, like basically original story. Yeah, so part part two is where it sort of really gets into the Snoop in stuff and Bellatrix being being Bellatrix and uh, all sorts of other stuff. And then I wrote a short little one, which is a platonic snooping, actually, called Monsters. It's just a little one shot of, like, what if Remus actually did attack and kill someone on one of these nightly excursions. And he goes to Snape because Snape is the only other person who knows he's a werewolf, but because they have, like, animosity between them. He kind of feels like he maybe deserves, he wants Snape to sort of punish him or something. Mm. But, yeah, so that's just a short little one. And then careful of the stitches that Nocturne mentioned. Yeah, good old, what I call a good old hospital snooping. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one room as opposed to there was only one bed sort of thing. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it sort of has a sort of dark start to it in a way because they're kind of, uh, so it's, it's post-war and they're both sort of shoved in this side room that's kind of being used for storage because one of them's werewolf and the other one's a Death Eater and everyone's just like, ah, oh, just leave them there to die sort of thing. Mm. oh And they have to help each other and then obviously fall for each other because it's snooping.
5: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: One of my faves.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that sounds really good.
3: I think that was inspired by Safe Place Snoopin's drawing that Nocturne mentioned on Tumblr. Yeah.
2: I was so, like, shocked when all of that happened because it was just, like, a quick sketch kind of situation that I did for Lyra. And it just, like, went so many different places. I was so cool to, like, experience. Yeah, it just had so
3: much sort of character, sometimes as well sketches, because it's like not a complete work in quotation marks. Again, it's sort of quite inspiring. Just you kind of get a little snippet and then, yeah.
4: Yeah, it makes you want to explore it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. And then my other fic, I've already spoken about, The Book of the Sun and the Moon, and that's, yeah, ongoing. It's very, very nearly complete. I'm still tangling with the last few chapters, but, yeah, it it definitely will be completed, and, and I'm sort of updating that about twice a week at the moment. Okay.
1: Okay, we do have quite an extensive list of fics by other authors Okay. Can whoever put them up, maybe want to give a quick talk about them?
4: I think Gertrude and I both have recommended some of Bunny Bopper's stories, but I think those are any of them have kind of a really nice range. A lot of them kind of take place during book five or book three, um, sort of with more adult characters. But there's also one called Creature Comforts. I'm not sure if I've linked. Um, that's uh, Marauder's Era. That is honestly just like so sweet and heartwarming. And it's one of the ones that I go back to just when I need a comfort fix. So that one is really good. I know we had talked a little bit about The Long Road.
0: Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. That's, I think, one of the more widespread, like ongoing works in progress. And um, that is After the War, where... Lupin is essentially bought as a slave, um, both he and Teddy, when I, I think his previous owner dies. And then Snape essentially becomes his master. He inherits him. Yeah, yeah. he inherits him, yeah. yes. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, Him and Teddy both. And the premise is incredibly dark, but I think the dynamics are so well done. It's just this like really gorgeous tale of healing and recovery and growth and the choices that they both have to make um, in their situation. That one is really nice. It's
3: really lovely to read like it sort of fit, I feel like I'm being healed as well when I'm reading yes. it.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly that. That one I think is also interesting because it is a post-war fic where the light side wins, but uh enslaving werewolves is still seen as totally fine. So there's a lot of like political stuff that happens in that one as well, which is pretty cool.
3: Uh should I read out my list? Um yeah, go ahead. So The Awakening I've mentioned, The Werewolf and His Lover, I I always recommend this one because it's just so lovely. I don't know if anyone's read it by Small Brown Frog. The premise is many years ago, there was a ghost and a portrait who fell in love. So it's obviously post-war and they're both dead, but they find a way to be together with the assistance of some of the students It's just, yeah, really sweet fic. There is a light that never goes out. I really liked because there's kind of a past Severus and Evan Rosier uh, ship in there. Quite interesting to see Snape shipped with like more unusual characters in there, but it's kind of like a previous relationship. And it's sort of him learning to trust again, essentially, with Remus. Um, That's really nice. Um, To regain lost time is, like, this is probably as angsty as I get in a way. So it's one where Remus was captured and tortured by Voldemort and is, like, severely, severely disabled afterwards. And Severus, like, decides to look after him as he's like always been in love with him. But it's kind of like, it's kind of too late because Remus is in this almost sort of comatose state or paralyzed, I can't remember exactly. But also kind of maybe it's not too late and and there's some really lovely moments in there of like Snape being like a full-time carer to Remus, basically. Conspiracy theory then is just a really fun one. (laughs) <laughs> like it's basically a, a rom-com with Dumbledore like being a matchmaker I think it's kind of like Remus and Severus decide to pretend to go along with him to kind of shut him up but then obviously actually really fall for each other
4: it's that kind of thing
5: Some fake dating to real dating.
4: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. And that writer too, I think is incredible.
3: Yeah, all of their fics are really good.
4: Yeah, they have a ton um, and a ton from like the early days from probably 10 or 15 years ago. Just very prolific. And I always go back and find something new when I I go back through all of their works. Oh, that's McKay, right? Yes. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're... Bungle
2: in the Jungle is an AU that they wrote where Severus is a temperamental like TV chef, like almost Ramsey-esque. And Remus is his assistant and they get lost on, like they're like traveling to like some tribe out in the jungle and they get lost together. It's so good. Uh (laughs) Yeah, they've
3: got a kind of like house, like Dr. House, (gasps) Snape's house kind of (laughs) thing as well, which is really great. They've got a lot of, like, AUs and post-war fics that are really good. And the next one's And Sometimes Darkness by Undone, which is another disability fic, but this time it's Snape, who is... I can't remember if he's lost his legs or lost the use of his legs, but, yeah, he's physically disabled and Remus cares for him. Um, and that's a really nice one. One Thousand Galleons by Carla. And obviously we have to talk about Carla a bit <laughs> so again. Yes. So many great things. <laughs> <fics. Incredible. laughs> yeah, so One Thousand Galleons is basically Remus wants Snape to forgive him for past stuff. And he says, what's the price of your forgiveness? And Snape says, One Thousand Galleons. And obviously for Remus that's uh, doesn't seem achievable but uh, yeah it's a really good fun thick
5: sounds good
3: um you will not kiss me I've spoken I've mentioned a lot of times it's unfinished and there is a lot of dark and kinky stuff in there that is not tagged so pretty proceed with caution i i couldn't read some of it because like the angst was so so much oh wow for me but then you know a little bit soft (laughs) 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 but it has like so much amazing sort of like original plot stuff in there and like werewolf lore and there's this whole werewolf pack that remus gets involved with that has like so much interesting stuff in there so it's really really good aspect lay down your armor be with me forever by blue sunday cake which is
4: trans snape i love that one so much
2: it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I cannot say enough good things about that fic.
4: And the writer in general is incredible,
2: yeah. too. Yes, yes.
5: I've read that one. I remember that one being really good.
2: Yeah,
3: really excellent. Should I keep going? There's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> Listed so many.
1: You're almost there, I think.
3: <laughs> Don't Let the Light Go Out by Bitter Arm, which is kind of like mentor severitis, I think. Mm-hmm. But also Snape's cover is blown and I think he gets quite hurt. I can't remember exactly the details, but it's a very good one. Capno Lagnia, which is the smoking one. Oh, Planning to Love You is the Omega one that's just
2: come out.
5: When is that Marauders Era?
2: I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Oh, it is.
5: So yeah. I yeah, it is. it is. Oh yeah,
4: yeah.
5: That looks good.
2: Yeah. yeah,
4: it is really good. It's actually very sweet and wholesome for an Omega. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I'm
5: just looking at the description and it's like, oh, uh, the plan is compromised when Remus's friends find out about the relationship. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounds good. <laughs>
2: yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good drama surrounding that. And it's it's just a very good fake. Yeah. Nice. And uh, have your cake and eat it. Who put those stuff in?
4: I probably put that one in. Yeah. So. Okay. Have Your Cake and Eat It is sort of like a time travel Marauders era story where Remus, it's from his perspective, jumps back in time after the battle, back to his Hogwarts days. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's one of my favorite Snoopin writers who wrote that story and kind of just gives him a second chance at going through everything again and is just really beautifully written.
3: Yeah, I really liked that one.
2: Yeah,
5: sounds incredible.
2: That's one of those fix where I finished it, and I had to like sit down and just like, okay, my life has changed now.
4: What do I do? <laughs> and, yeah, it was exactly. So good. And you, yeah, you need to have some time to marinate and process. <laughs> yeah, that. you really.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like you had to like stop and just like think about that one. You're like, damn. <laughs> yeah.
4: And I think some of these are ones that I put on. Trustfall is one of my favorites. It's a little drabble that Miff Miff wrote, and it's just so sweet. I love it. Um, Marauder's Era, literally a trustful exercise between them. <laughs> I think we talked about Bunny Bopper's stories, which are all incredible. And The Secret Language of Plants by Andrina. That one is an epic series, and that starts out as like Snoopin Severitis and then kind of turns into uh, like a dreary story as it goes through canon. Yeah. Yeah, that one I've read. That, one.
5: that one's a good one.
4: Yeah, really good. And then I added a couple at the end. These three at the end that I put there are all sort of like old school from like many years ago. And I love them all. The first one is in recompense, where there's basically a sort of like dark magic shop that opens up in Nocturne Alley that will give you what you want for a price. Oh, oh yeah, that is really good to that. Yeah. Yeah, I just love it. That one lives in my head. Um, And it is an established relationship, which I don't always read, but I think it's done really, really well. The next one, Midnight and the Owlery. So there's actually two Snoop and Fix called Midnight and the Owlery, and they're both really good. Um, But the one I linked is from 2006. Wow feel like one of the most incredible things I've read. It's mostly from Remus Lupin's perspective, and it's sort of an epistolary story after the war where they're writing these anonymous letters to each other and sort of figure out who each other are. It's like the most beautiful romantic story I've pretty much ever read. So good. And then the last one, The Voyage of HMS Leviosa is an AU story where they're on a ship together going to explore some islands and explore like the flora and fauna
1: Interesting.
4: and uh, that one is like diving back into the past. It is so well done. Like it's such a unique setting, but the characterizations still hold really strongly. And it's one of my favorites as well
5: i do really like a lot of the old school ones and sometimes i feel like people feel like they have to like be compliant with the later books and i like fix like that like i like post-war fix. but i also sometimes miss just like the wild west of not knowing what was gonna come in the later books so people people came up with some yeah really creative stuff
4: right absolutely yeah that was definitely fun And yeah, I think Snoopin' is one of those ships that it's so easy to just revisit and find these hidden gems from so many years ago. There's stories out there from like 20 years ago uh, that you can just kind of stumble upon. It's like going gem mining. It's so
1: fun.
5: (laughs) Yes.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let's talk a little bit about art. We have a safe place Snoopin' here, who's a wonderful artist. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So like when I first started drawing Snoopin' I was just in agony because (laughs) they are, like, two completely, like, different, at least visually people when you think of them in terms of, you know, how they're traditionally portrayed. You know, you've got, like, Snape who's very, like, contrasted black and white kind of person with very sharp lines. And then, you know, Lupin is more of, like, a, like, warmer colors, softer lines kind of thing. And it took me forever to, like, figure out how I wanted to draw them. And then, like, finally, I feel like finally I'm in a good place where I'm consistently drawing them well. But, yeah. So, (laughs) but I love sticking them in different scenes. So, I guess, like, the first one there is that Plant Shop AU, which was for the Remus Lupin Fest of 23. I saw that prompt, and I I knew I had to do that one. (laughs) Yes!
4: That was my
2: yeah. prompt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my God. I love the art. Yes. It's it's just, it was such a good prompt. And I just really had this image of the two of them being very sweet about it. And Snapes like got the little like rose between them to like kind of giving it to him, but like not really giving it to him, kind of thing. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed that prompt. So that was that was awesome. And yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But Snoopin is actually the first ship or couple that I ever tried to draw like extreme not safe for work for. (laughs) Uh It it wasn't ever really like in my desires to do that. And then I think probably because I just didn't see a lot of it out there for this ship. I was like, I think I have to I think I have to do this now. (laughs) Uh So, actually, uh, the first one that I linked there, I titled it Inside and Embraced. I think I put only on the Snoopin Discord server, there's an animated version. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Um, yes, I did Yeah. Enjoy the <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, Yeah, but that one, I also like to play around, you know, with like Remus and Severus and like who's on top and who's on bottom with, with those ones, so... I think I kind of go 50-50 with them, which I think is believable in either case.
4: Yeah, that's something we didn't talk about. But I think that's one of the other dynamics of the ship that I like. Just with the lunar cycle, there's a lot of opportunities for kind of shifts in the power dynamics and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Oh, I love for, about sure. Them, yeah. for sure.
4: Yeah, they can
3: both be tops and bottoms yeah exactly
2: (laughs) yeah which is extremely fun but yeah just kind of like getting them into positions that feel like would be something that they would do has been an interesting experience
0: (laughs) positions you say
2: yeah (laughs) positions
3: very good for anatomical practice yeah (laughs) yeah
1: we will have a page of these assuming which I think we'll be able to is is to have a you know disclaimer you must be 18 type thing
2: yeah that makes sense
1: yeah yeah but yeah these are really good and they're just so good (laughs) together
2: (laughs) thank you
3: (laughs) (laughs) I really like as well your more stylized you have or i haven't seen so many recently but almost like tarot card style Mm -hmm. or like woodblock style work that you've done in the past
2: oh are you referencing the arts nouveau one
3: yeah yeah probably yeah
2: i really wanted i really want to do another one like that because that one that one was very intimidating for me because it is outside of my comfort zone in terms of like stylistic choices Um, But I got into, like, an Art Nouveau kick back then, and I was just, like, really drawing a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I'm feeling myself sliding back into it, so Mm -hmm. maybe keep an eye out for that. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I actually
3: thought it kind of really (laughs) suited your style somehow. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that was one of my, like, super early Snoopins, too. I haven't actually been in this ship for very long. I think it's just been, like, a little over two years, maybe. Oh. And... Yeah so it kind of consumed my life and <laughs> it's all I think about now so Fair. and it's been that way for two like it, it like started as like a I could see that happening and then a girl that I role play with had asked me for it and I was like uh okay <laughs> but I don't know anything about it <laughs> and since then I literally have just sucked up everything I could find on it I was just like oh my god uh, and it hasn't really stopped so <laughs> I don't really see it stopping anytime soon <laughs> yeah sure. yeah oh, that's
3: good so we need more I feel like there's not a huge amount of snooping art so we definitely need more of it
5: we really do
1: yeah mm-hmm. for sure for sure Okay, did you want to talk about any of your other ones?
2: Uh, I, I'll talk about The Curb of His Back real quick, too, uh, which is another not-safe-for-work one. <laughs> um, I would like to talk about that one specifically because Burdened with Pointless Purpose wrote a fic about it. <laughs> and uh-huh. so it's, like, linked in there as well. It's a very, like... I mean, it's, like, pure smut fic, but it also has a lot of, like, heart to it. So... I would just recommend that one he they named it like the same as what I named it the curb of his back and it's you know basically Severus feeling good in his own skin because of how Remus has is like railing him basically so oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. it's super no but super for real good. that
5: <laughs> that's like a trope that I love where where Snape is like being affirmed by by just yeah. getting oh. absolutely destroyed <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah yeah So if if you haven't read that one then perhaps you should because it's it's really good That's they did a great job okay. about
1: it <laughs> yeah yeah let's see yes and we looked at so much of safe plates snoopin's art we're going to do a separate interview sometime <laughs> in the near future oh yeah, yeah very excited uh,
2: about that thank yeah. you for
1: asking <laughs> oh sure okay and um there's reference to a few other Snoopin' artists.
3: Yeah, I just added a few that I've found. Yeah, just because I like they're not. There's not enough of them, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just added. Tried to add a few of my favorites for for people to look at. My favorite at the moment is the second one down, Asakubi Soda. Oh yes, their drawings are so good. I love mm-hmm. them. Really, again, kind of a cartoony style. So you get a lot of character in there and sort of little scenes between them that are are really sweet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. I was so excited when they came to Tumblr because I had not run into them before. I guess they were more on Twitter, which I don't really go on. Um, but they came to Tumblr recently and have been posting their artwork and I've just been so impressed with all of them. Like they're so good and they have such character and heart to them. Like you can really like feel the the scenes that they put them in. It's just yeah. fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Well, that's great. Yeah, I I've, I've enjoyed being hers or theirs. Oh, I'm not sure about pronouns, but yeah. And let's see. I think we've covered everything. Oh. Thank you, everybody, for hanging on for this oh, yeah. jumbo show.
5: <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. phenomenal.
3: <laughs> yeah, so much fun.
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I think the Snoopin' sort of little fandom—it's kind of small, but very friendly. As far as I've yeah seen, so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely, am, am more comfortable than uh, like Megs referred to. I I have had a hard time with, with marauders in general. Mm, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. But I I can see this, you know.
5: I think when yeah. where they intersect with Snape in like a good way, that's where I feel comfortable. Like the, the broader Marauders fandom can be a little right. intimidating and mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: you
5: know, I think I don't want to like generalize, but I think that there is some animosity towards Snape fans coming from some people.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
5: Yeah. But I think when you're shipping them with Snape, you're, everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me on here and letting yes. me talk <laughs> so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thank you, Gertrude and
5: Nocturne and Safe Place snoopin and Masao. Yeah. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me again.
2: Yes, thank you so
4: much.
5: Thank you. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody have a good one. You too. You too.
4: too.
1: Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was awesome. Thanks again to Gertrude Crow, Nocturne, Safe Place Snoopin', Masa, and Megs for their observations and insights. Go to our additional reading page at SnapeChatPodcast.com for links to our guests' great art and stories. There's also an extensive list of other snoopin' fics. And here we must say goodbye. We wish we didn't have to, but it hasn't escaped our notice that life isn't fair. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr and Twitter, or leave a comment on our website at SnapeChatPodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Many thanks to Nick for our continued work on our website. Support us on coffee to help defray costs of production. That's ko-fi.com. Be sure to check out Care of Magical Shapers podcast at alwayssnape.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay snarky.